can I say? Mamba out. And we are back. Welcome back to the fifth and dribble podcast. You're sitting here with your boys, Matty B and Locke. Locke, what's good, my guy? How are you? I'm good, brother. I'm good. Another great weekend of football, but just not enough. We're down to two games a week now, and I hate it. It's only going to get less from here, my guy. Two games this week, one game the week after, and then no games for too long of a time. Yeah, the no game. Thankfully, we've got the World Cup to hold us till November. After then, I think it's going to be a long off season for your boys. Big sadness, but hey, off season means NBA season. So we never have an off season. We never have an off season. We're always working. We're always moving, shaking, doing the old doopsie do. So get ready for NBA now. We're going to tickle. NRL today. We're going to tickle a little bit of NBA today. We're going to start to ease our way back into it because that's what we got to do. We've got to get our minds shifted from the oval ball to the round ball. You know what we're like. But before we do that, let us pray. Praise be onto the cover AU. We love the cover. Big things coming at the cover, you know, big business meeting things that we had the other day, huge things coming to the cover. So just keep your eyes peeled. Not only big things for the cover, big things for your boys, big things for the daily dribble. It's just, it's all big. All right. We'll start calling things Lachlan because they're huge. All right. Mm. Just big, big, ambitious things. So stick around for that, please. Praise be unto the doc guy, the socials guy, and the Sherpa. Now, we are without the Sherpa this week. He's on one of his sabbatical weeks. Um, look, he's out trekking. He's out Sherpering. He's out doing his thing. Uh, those that are astute listeners paying attention, we are also from the home studios today. We are the doing remotes. things. The remotes. We are doing things virtually. Look, you got places to be. I got places to be. You got things to do. I got things to do. So we just thought geographically, We'll just do it. It makes sense. Home. We're here. We put we, we had a few pins on the map and we realized this is how to do it. This is how to do it. Okay. So I apologize for those. Uh it will also probably be a quick one because we're on time crunches. But now with all all the what do you call it? Uh all of that out of the way. I'm trying to think of housekeeping. Housekeeping. That's what I'm looking for. All the housekeeping. Out of the I've way. seen your room. You don't know housekeeping, my friend. I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> actually, you know what? I do. It's my partner that does it. Mm. It's all. What's yours is hers, big room. dog. So mm-mm, it's mm-mm. all the same. Yeah, what's mine is hers. What hers is her own. So <laughs> we're not even when, when hers is that. all over your shit, it is now yours. Yeah. We're not even. My two feet of space in the room is clean. So we'll just leave that. You can that. lay down in that, I reckon. Yeah, I can. Just. Just, I'm like one of those, uh, uh, you know how you get the dogs that lay on the chase at the end of the bed? I'm one of them. I get the chase at the end of the bed. I, I saw this video. And I am, in fact, a dog. So. <laughs> you are. Uh, I saw this video of like this really long-haired dog mm. like rolling around in the Like imagine just like the longest, thickest mop, right? Just rolling yep. around in the snow. And I was like, I just hate those long-haired dogs where it's like really shaggy and they got like dreadlocks. And it's just. Yeah, I'm not about hate- it. They just don't look groomed. They look. No, it's not even that. They just, they don't look like dogs, right? Like, <laughs> and now I, I know that it's not, but there's a part of me that thinks that's a person in like a dog costume. <laughs> a I don't know what it is. I don't know. A they just is don't that what they look call like them? furries. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you reckon you don't know? I don't know. You see, you pretty, you pulled I'm the trigger pretty in. quick on that one. I'm not tuned um, in with the. But yeah, they, uh, they just look like, um, they just look like people in dog costumes. I don't like it. Not about it. So you're not going to attach a you know collar and a lead to yourself and get around on all fours? I did say I wasn't going to do that. I just said I wasn't going to hang out with long-haired dogs. <laughs> That's why you're short back and sides. I was going to say I like I like I like my uh, I like my canines, like my podcast co-hosts, little short-haired dogs. <laughs> Good shout too, because I'm in the short king t-shirt. Get your you merch are. where you get your merch. Rugby league merch dot com. .au, I believe. Yeah, do your own research on that one. You type Ninja. Rugby League merch, it'll come up. Yeah, it'll come up. If you put in Rugby League merch, it'll come up. But uh, short it's also King on our OnlyFans, I think, too. Yeah, it is on our OnlyFans, on the Instagram, Linktree, OnlyFans, whatever you want to call it. So jump in on that as well. I'm going to cough. <coughs> <coughs> you, can push the mute, you can push the mute button. We're at home. Yeah, I know I can. I know I you can. You can push had- the mute <laughs> I had a snack beforehand. I'm sorry for anybody that's using headphones. Lock, take over for the, the snack is portion. fine. You can just fucking, you are. I apologize for him. This is, I can't take him anywhere. But yeah, moving straight in to the post pre review, we'll be hitting up the Parramatta's Eels. 
versus the Canberra's Raiders, the Parramatta's Eels. Oh, my God. I'm just dying over here. Um, look, the milk did not get up. And it was tough. It was a tough watch. It was a very tough watch. As somebody that was back in the milk, I didn't know that milk came out of eels. So Do you that's the only milk that got up. Uh, no, it doesn't. It surely doesn't. No, I mean, do your own research on oh, that. Oh, yeah, imagine how doesn't. terrifying that is. <laughs> it would look like something else for sure coming out of an eel. A little white liquid. Coming. Anyway, let's leave that at that. Um, the eels dominated. They put up their, I believe it's their highest score um, without Mike Acevo scoring since he's been on the team. So 40 to four for those not paying attention. Um, and yeah, look, they dominate in every category. Like you look at the, you look at the stats, possession in their favor, completion rate securely in their favor, uh, all the attacking stats. Lock, I'm going to throw to you because I'm going to cough again. Yeah, well, it was just a domination. Like it was over, it was over within 20 minutes. Like 20 minutes in, you had Penasini, Opacek, and Blake score. And then you had uh, Junior Baldo go. That is an insane. Imagine you had like a multi for the first four try scorers to be Penasini, Opacek, Blake, and Junior Baldo. Holy money. That would yeah. have been paying bickies. T- 23 minutes in, and they were pumping them. They were pumped. And Savage scored a really cool try. His uh, just made it look easy. He just yeah, sliced he through him. Javier scored really well. Um, and then, yeah, and then you had the Moses and then Ania Cora double. Yeah. I didn't Nia have Cora that double. fucking on my bingo card, but they just don't, they never look like losing this. Like That's all, an automatic bingo on that, isn't that? Surely. So, like, there's, there was a few bits in there where you were like, especially when Savage scored from probably the 28th minute till just before probably until half time you thought oh, okay maybe maybe we can get some sparks here then they came out of half time and Mitchell Moses scored and you were like yeah no this is stumps yeah for sure you thought if Raiders came out and yeah had that early one mm. then maybe but I was texting my brother who was an avid Raiders fan and I'll leave it on this his last text message was we need a North Queenslander to come to the rescue and you know what Dairy Farmers is a different beast. I've been telling para fans all week. I've got, you know, kids at school that are para fans that keep coming up to me like, sir, you're going down. You're going down. You got, you know, friend of the show that would be better, Andy. He's he's been in my ear. Friend of the show, Beth, she's been in my ear. Like I'm not shaking. All right. My Kubra is on tightly. Right, either way, as I said to you on the weekend, either way, we're going to have some Eels Gronks or we're going to have you, the biggest Gronk of all in the grand final. So I think the real losers are us. Wow. Wow. That's if you make it to the grand final. And we will discuss all of that in the pre-review. <laughs> we will discuss on Thursday. But, you know, South you know, you're, not, you're not confident in the riff? South aren't lying down. I can, like, who are you more I have confident said- in getting the win, Para or South? Oh, I'm... More confident in Para getting the win than what I am with South. Um, Imagine and a South Para grand final. That would be gross. I feel like everybody, like that's just edging at its finest. Like Nobody everybody would, would like, just, yeah, everyone be so would be disappointed. Oh, I think you'd have like all, you'd have half the population just going for the eels because, like, yeah, break the hoodoo. Then you'd have half going, nah, fuck the hoodoo. What need to lose? You'd have half the population. Nah, fuck going, that. It'd be like 90 10, I reckon. You reckon the South would have 90 or 10? Yeah, 90 to the South. And the 10 would be Parramatta fans and Roosters fans, fans, exactly. I still reckon there's a lot that don't like South and don't want Latrell and Cody to win. Mm, I think that would would be be the monkey off the back if Latrell wins. I would be an honorary... Well, I mean, he's fucking won two. He's done all right. No, I know he's won two. He's done all right. No, but I mean, moving from the As the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as the guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that LeBron mentality. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. That's pre-review talk. Let's not fucking get into that. It's a Tuesday show. Tuesday show, we don't talk reviews. We talk, we don't talk pre-reviews, sorry. We talk reviews. We do um, reviews. It's the review show, Matthew. We also talk weekends, but we're not talking weekends this weekend. We saw a lot of each other this weekend. We watched football. We even watched AFL. All right, let's not fucking get into it. Yeah, that it. was a cracking finish, wasn't it? It was a cracking finish. It was insane. The tactical punch for the behind and only win by one was delicious. But the fact that the Swans... Parked the bus so early. They were up 40, Lachlan. 40. I know. We saw at 40. We we left your place when what they were up, like, yeah, whatever they were up. Mm. Went to the pub when we got there and we're like, oh, it's close. I think it was maybe like a 30 point, a 20. I think they it was put, like 20 or 22 point game by the time we got there. We're like, oh, I was like, oh, yeah. three goals. And it's, I was like, two goals, it's a game, three goals, and they're in trouble. And then all of a sudden they just kept chipping away. Mm. It was like, Swans would score one, the Pies would score two. Swans would score yeah. one. 
Pies scored two. And they just kept yeah. chipping away and they got there. And I reckon another five minutes, they probably win that. Not even five. Not I even five. There was a 32-minute goal drought there for the Sydney Swans. That's insane. That's half an yeah. hour. We left and they had put on a record first half score. I don't even think teams go on a 32. I don't even think teams go on a 32-minute scoring drought if you count at half time. Yeah. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. It was, it was almost like the biggest... Sh- Bed shit of all bed shits. But again, we're not we're not, not an AFL pod. Not getting bogged down into it. All right. It was a cracking game. For someone that doesn't like aerial ping pong, it was a cracking game. I thought it was a good game to watch. It was a good game to watch. Um, but yes, back on Paramata and the Raiders. Um, look, it was just kind of it became uneventful. It was almost like when the like it was like Panthers para game where Mitchell Moses went out and it's just kind of like Panthers But that was from minute on one over. And over and over. And it was just like, bruh, okay, yeah. what are we watching now? You know yeah. what I mean? And the forwards got dominated. Like, we spoke all week and all season of Papali'i and Tarpanay, but they just didn't get it done. Nah. They just no, got out-muscled, and it's the forward. Like, I thought the forward packs were pretty evenly matched. I thought it probably, as a squad, I had power, obviously, if you yep. listen to our pre-review, but just something wasn't going right. I don't know. They just... They just came out of the gates. They weren't fired up. I know Eels are playing at home, but the Eels bounced back really well. Coming mm. off that Panthers loss, you wouldn't have blamed them if they had lost 16-12 or something, right? You'd have no. been like, yeah, that's the Paraguay bouncing straight sets. But it's like, no, nah, they came out firing. And before this game, I was like, the cows are going to piss in whoever goes up there. I'm a little bit less confident in that now. Yeah. Yeah, I am a little bit less confident. But I mean, hey, I'm still confident. I'm blind, blind faith. Blind faith. What I didn't understand by the Raiders, and, and yeah, the game was gone, but Josh Papali'i and Joseph Tarpane only playing 52 and 54 minutes respectively. like Off at the same time. And I mean, it's one of those things where the game was pretty much fucking lost. Yeah, but still, yeah, you gotta, I know, you gotta I know, fight I know, I know you have to fight right? and keep in there. It was very strange. They're both off at the same time. I don't know. Ricky Stewart, what the fuck are you doing? But yeah, without those guys there, and Junior Bolo played well, Reg played well. Yeah. Mm. Poor Jake Arthur caught booze again at home. Yeah, that's tough. That is tough. But, I mean, when you're up by as much as you're up and Mitchell Moses is able to have a little bit of a rest, whether it was, he, it was on his own accord or not. His knock, yeah, he's that head knock again. Yeah. Um, look, you couldn't hit him a little harder, so we don't have to face him next week. That I was going to say, do you just bring, if you cows, do you just bring up somebody from reserve grade playing the 17 and you just get him to just take Moses' head off? <laughs> we already got him to Noah Brown. Yeah, yeah, actually, Tino Brown, just go and take his head off, bro. Yeah, but no, you get you, you get some reserve grade prop because then you can keep Tino Brown for the grand final. Yeah, I guess so. Because if, if you knock a if you knock a premier halfback out of the grand final, you're probably missing forever. Yeah, probably. Uh, you're done, probably, unless you Taylor May and then you serve it, you know, next year. Yeah, but it's all right. He served it. He's good to go. He's just a sweet little boy. He would never. He would never. <laughs> My boy would never. How could Taylor uh, look, May let this happen? Moses was on one. He was getting the boys around the pack really, really well. And Dill Brown he, looked good too. When he, I was going to say, when he plays well, Dill Brown plays fucking exceptionally. Like Dill Brown ran for 321 meters. That's just fucking unheard of. Sean Lane and Isaiah Papali'i ran for a combined 450 yeah, meters. Like Sean, Sean Lane didn't look as good as he has previously. I think he's formed kind of taking a touch of a dip at the worst time. Mm. Um, but that could just be a little bit of residual stuff from last weekend. But he he ran a lot, but he didn't look to offload. And they were just letting the offloads fucking go, Canberra. Yeah, they were. Like you, I, I know we touched on it a bit in the in the review of the Penrith-Eels game, but it's you got to wrap up that ball. Yeah, they were getting do. killed on late offloads. Just like, give up those few extra meters. Trust you to make the extra tackle. Mm. And like, let's do this. Let's get this wrapped up. Because they were just killing them. And that's how they started. They started just throwing the ball around straight away. And that was mm. it. Was Canberra tried to bash him. Canberra did try to bash him. And the thing that really like stood out to me was that even though the Eels missed 25 tackles, Canberra missed almost double that. They missed I think 47. half of those 25s were in the Savage try. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That, may, that that was beautiful, though, that try, that 90-meter dash that he had. Oh, I just wow. like that he sized up Gutho and just went, yeah, nah, bus. Yeah, <laughs> just nah. like latest, bro. Just hit the hit the jets and just fuck, he's pretty strong too. They got some good ball runners, man. Like they Jamal Fogarty just needs to, needs to get the ball to his hard runners. Mm. Like get the ball, get the ball to Tomoko, get the ball to Savage, um, Hudson Young and Harawira Naira. They just put him in some holes and just they got great ball runners, man. He's got a pretty easy job. Mm. Quick uh, quick grade for the Raiders. 
at the end of the year? What do you give them? I think it's so hard, right? Like if if I was like the first 16 weeks, it'd probably be a fucking D or an F. D minus, bro. Then the second like 10 weeks, 12 weeks, probably be a fucking like B. Mm. B plus. So it's hard. Like it really great. Like if you're doing an average, it'd be about a C. I do think, I always just hate teams losing like this to finish the year. Yeah, it's got to be yeah, getting pumped, and they got they got some young guys and some key positions, and it's like, is it really nice to get pumped like that? Yeah, I'd probably give him on the lower scale because I trust, I trust more of the floor that we saw than we saw of the ceiling. Yeah, if you know what I mean, like I I believe that like if next year if they're gonna if I had to choose one half of the season, I reckon I'd get close to. I reckon I'd get close to that floor. Yeah, they. Uh, I think that. They had a few good breaks when they did. I mean, their big streak was uh, against bottom eight teams. They had a nice and, run into the finals. You, and when you're relying on your props to do what they were doing, like there's definitely a shelf life on that. If they come out next year and they do it again, then they go my face. But yeah, I'd probably give them probably give them a C. I know it's a bit of a fence sitting one, but I mean, they they unearthed some good talent. As I said, like Hudson Young's had a career year. Tomoko Savage. Um, I think they found Wolford and and Starlings a really good combination. I like that. Mm, mm. Um, they got two kind of okay hookers, and that's enough to make one like good one. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. So so they've kind of unearthed some stuff for the future, but how far can they go with Ricky Stewart and and their halves still scare me. Yeah, yeah, their halves still like Jack Whiten is good, and I like Fogs, but. I don't know. When's the last time a team won a comp with halves like that? You know what I mean? Yeah, great question. Great question. And it's, yeah, probably, I mean, it was pre-Ben Hunt's prime. So maybe maybe that, like, Broncos team was the closest, 2015 Broncos. With like, yeah, you know, you're probably. Pretty, like, decent No, oh, 16, you had, uh, he, he's so hard to rate, but Maloney and Townsend. But I guess you, you got. Yeah. Yeah, but Maloney it kind of followed him everywhere, and Townsend's kind of had a bit of success post that. Mm. Have and a lot I'll, of success. I'll, I would issue, take. Bro. I'd I'd take those. You'd take Maloney and Townsend over White and Fogs. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You got the experience. You got. The, I think if they had the way better kicking game between the I think two if, of them. Yeah, as well. it is. White was putting some good kicks up, but I was never like I kept seeing all the stuff. Doing, oh, White's going to be licking his lips, kicking towards um, Wanga Blake. I was like, have we ever seen? Proof that he can control where he kicks it. Yeah, like, and they didn't even kick it to Wonga Blake. I don't no, know. Are we sure that he can aim where he kicks it? Yeah. Maybe he was trying to kick the Wonga Blake. Yeah, maybe. Night. I would maybe. believe that if they if he came out, he was like, "Yeah, the plan was to just bomb to him all night," and I just couldn't execute. I'd be like, "Yeah, that probably is right." And Jamal Fogarty's got an okay kicking, but as you said, it's not a long kicking game. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, like I a think, drunk. He's like Jack White's a bit like a drunk meter urinal. I'm just trying to spray wherever. Just I can. fucking get where you go. Yeah, sometimes it goes in and it looks good, and sometimes it's a bit messy. Sometimes it's up on the wall and on my it's shoes. Sometimes on the wall, it's out in the full, out in the full. <laughs> but I, um, it's just yeah. I think I think it's a really good shout for that Brisbane team for those halves. Mm, thank you. I uh, sometimes no rugby league, yeah. so I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you very much. Speaking of sometimes knowing rugby league, uh, I got this one: Rabbitoh Sharks, thirty-eight to twelve. You know, we called the pumping trail. Mitt was just. Fucking unbelievable. We want like what seven for seven conversions. Yeah. He, Fuck, was, he can kick. Holy a shit. A lot of them were from the sideline too. I reckon like. he's he's one of the top three kickers probably in Wow. Yeah. Huge. Huge show from you. Top three kicker in the league. Oh, Maybe. He's top five easy. Yeah, to, to go top five. Go top five. Yeah, he's top five easy. Uh, but yeah, he's seven a to seven good for kicker, man. He's, he's a good kicker. And he's just he's a showman, bro. He was very much, you know, are you not entertained? Arms open at Trellian Stadium. Um, like, you know, a few Sharks fans, you you would have seen on the stories, those that were paying attention. We did a fusion of Nico Hines and uh, Cam McInnes, and that was that Sharks fan that was at the, at the game. Yeah, tough uh, for the big fella. He was giving it to to Trell. All the boys were giving it to Trell. So, um, you know, you love to see it arms out. Again, you don't like to see, you know, a team come second and then be- bounced out in straight sets and then get pumped in the last game. Um, but I think it just shows, you know, I, I how the score young line the Sharks probably are. flattered the Sharks. Oh, you reckon? Yeah. They didn't look good at all. They didn't look great. They didn't look great, but I thought that they were – I thought they'd be better than a 38 to 12. I thought it would be about, you know, a 14, 16-point win. I didn't think that it would be, you know, 26. I really didn't. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know, maybe just looking at it because it's not 40 to like, it's like two double digits and it's like in the 30s and in the teens, you're like, oh, it's not that far, but yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> when you've got, when you've got, you know, the south prop running for more meters than uh, one of the sharks outside backs, you know, it's a tough night. You know, it's it was really just tough. And they just, as soon as they lost Talakai, that was a lot of their strike. Yeah. That was a lot of what they do. Um, South just looked really good. Like Ilias went over. Well, every, everyone was just humming, and they seem to have kind of locked down that right hand side. Yeah, with Graham and um, Tane Milne of all people. Have you seen the report that Graham's like playing with a broken rib right now? Yeah, I knew he was injured. I didn't know what he picked up last time. He kind of got rushed back from injury. So, yeah. So, um, you know, shout out to him. That's some real strength right there to to continue to throw yourself into bodies and and you know make. 13 tackles on the weekend. Yeah, he's he's massive for them. He just shores up because the other side, that side just leaks because obviously yeah. their right side, like your right side is your defensive side. Yeah. When he's not in there, their right side just leaks points like you wouldn't believe. And yeah. he, he and um, Tungo going up against each other this week is going to be good. Yeah, that's going to be... And whoever is picked on the thrilling. wing, we'll see. Absolutely thrilling. But I mean, uh, much the same as the Eels over the Raiders, the, the Rabbitohs just had all the possession... Uh, pretty shitty completion rate from both teams. It's below 70, uh, but all the attacking meters are in favor of the Rabbitohs. They ran for nearly 500 more more meters. Um, their post-contact meters were nearly 100 more. Like, it's just it, utter dominance in every single category. Yeah, the Sharks just don't have enough strike for mind. They just mm. don't have any, like They just don't have any... They can kind of get into a little bit of a grind, as we saw against the Cows. Yep. But... When it gets to a close game, you back the you back the team that's got the strike, right? Like in Cowboys had the 100%. strike. Um, South have incredible amounts of strike. Yep. But it's been, been a good year for the Sharks. What would you give them for a quick grade off the off the dome? Oh, it's got to be, I think, a B plus for the Sharks. I mean, I had them B plus, A minus. I had them coming f- like in the top four. I didn't, I didn't foresee that. Well, I had them pushing for the top four. I didn't think that they'd necessarily come in the top four. Um, I didn't see them, you know pushing for the top two. Uh, I think we've seen great growth from from Nico Hines. Um, Dale Finucane is showing some of the young forwards there, some some real go forward. I don't know how much longer he's got. Uh, and I think you've seen like some real growth from their outside backs. I mean, Connor Tracy is the Swiss Army knife of football. Um, and, you know, Mulatalo's had a great year. They've, they've signed and reassured some of their um, outside backs. And they've got depth. You know, you've got guys like, Iero and and I always Lockie think it's I was through. thinking about this the other day because I saw a comment online that we're talking about um they were they were talking about Jake Arthur and they're like it was a Sharks fan and they're like this is just like bullshit that he's the only backup half they have mm. he's like we've got like if if we lose a half we've got Trindle we've got um Metcalf we got yeah. Mila, we got Iro, we got like he's listing all these guys. And I was like, yeah, you too. But the thing is, it's because they want to play for the Jets. Yeah, 100%. Like, especially if you're like a reserve grade guy, you're like, am I going to play reserve grade for like Wenty or am I going to go play reserve grade for the Jets who yeah. have their own fans in their own right? Yeah, and like own, I mean, I feel like everything. that's that's definitely a big bit that's not really looked at them, and and that's why the Roosters probably have some some decent veterans on, on their extended bench because it's like you get to play for the Bears and it's a historic team and they have their own fans. And it's like you don't feel as much as you're in a um, reserve-grade team. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Um, but it's also like how many good halves you got out there? How many good backup halves have you got out there? I got a couple. I listed a few I liked, but yeah. No, a few, no, team, I know you, no, a few no, no, teams but I mean seem in, to have a few. General. Yeah, yeah, I just mean I do para things fucking crazy how he's there. He's their first. He's their second choice half for both positions. Yeah, they don't have anybody else. Like they don't. At least other clubs. Like Ross Cartwright, maybe. Yeah. Well, at least you guys had RC and Hampton, and it's like you got Hampton and you got Drinky, and you can make it work. And I mean, Penrith Ramble can play six at a yeah. Penrith got you know Falls and Sauce can make it work. Like Damon Salmon, yeah. The weak got a dog. Yeah, it's clubs just have, and I know that not as you said, not every club could have it, but it's just, how do you not have anyone else? Yeah, yeah like just great, anybody that's else. A great question. Yeah, that's a great point. But as much as we like to bash on power, we can't this week because they won't. Right. So. You're worried that they're going to beat you. That's no, we can bash on them next week when they're fucking bounced out of the finals for the eight million. Bro, time. you're going to be so salty if they beat the. Cow. I will be, I will be, uh, but I will give them their flowers because if I don't, 
uh, than uh, more of a hypocrite than people want to give me credit for. Oh, you can just so. not give them flowers. I don't care. I won't pull you up. Yeah. <laughs> well, we will have the Sherpa next week and he'll either be really salty or I'll be really salty. And we don't hear a lot from him. So you would rather him be salty than me, I promise. <laughs> I promise. Yeah, you don't want Maddie salty. No, you don't. Um, what about you? You got a you got a quick grade for the Sharks now that they've bounced out? Yeah, probably a B minus or a B. I did like yep. what they did. Their defense looks really good, and the stuff they did, they didn't. It's not like they needed an insane year for, from everybody to do what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems very sustainable. Yeah, I just would exactly. like to see them get some more strike out wide. I think having Siona Katoa will be back. Yeah, massive. Um, and then just some reinforcements for their props and their lock. Like, as you said, the Fanuka thing, man, the, the discourse around his contract last year was funny where everyone was like, nah, he'll be able to play like another four four years. Like, don't stress, his contract will be fine. He's he's the type of bloke to like run hard and go hard even when he doesn't have it. I'm like, yeah, his problem was never that we didn't think he was going to run hard. We just didn't think he'd be able to run. Yeah, the guy and runs sh- hard out of the tunnels. Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Think- like, oh yeah, I, it's I, don't think, drama. I think a lot of people heard that and were like, and Dale Fanukin's a very well-liked guy in the media and it was never like, oh, we're talking shit about Dale. It's just like, I just think he's old. He's, he's put his body through the wars. How is he going to like... Not only is Dale a really great guy but um, from all reports, but he's also protected at Melbourne for so many years, so he has to be liked by the media. You know, Uncle Rupert would not have it other any other way. It would have, but I mean, out of those Melbourne guys, he actually seems like a good bloke. Yeah, no, he does. He um, does. And I just I just thought it was like he's going to be playing in the middle. was like, And they were going to play him as a prop. I mean, I like Locke a little bit more, but how – He's gonna look if he looks tough next year. That contract is rough, so mm. I think he's still got another two years. He could be their bench piece. They could swap him and McInnes though. McInnes he could. Would, McInnes would be good. He could, but I mean, that, I, I really like what teams are doing now. They're waking up and going. We could actually use some strike off the bench. Yeah, like how Para keep Ryan Madison there, um, Penrith Scott Sorensen. They do that. Just Corey get how we're Naira for the we're Naira exactly. Like just get some strike going. Um, Teague Wilton even for the Sharks. So you wouldn't mind Dale just there. He had a so shocker. Good. He did. He oh, did. Mate, Teague. Um, unlucky he, Teague. That was unlucky. It's his worst game I've ever seen him play, and it just happened to be the biggest. So yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's you're gonna get that. They're young, you know. As yeah. you said, it's gonna happen. You know, they're, and he they're, might end up. He might end up starting next year in that right back row spot, and he wouldn't look out of place. I don't think we could be seeing a dynasty coming here with the Sharks. I mean, they're all young. They could all grow together. Uh, yeah. It's just about keeping how together. how they. I still think they probably need one more, one more superstar. Yeah, I think I think, I think I think I think the year of Nico Hines, another big year of growth from him. Yeah, would but be, still, would be great. And then a full year yourself. from like I don't think no, he no, can, no, but yeah. and then a full year from like Will Kennedy, and then you like really shore up that spine. I mean, Matt Moylan is Matt Moylan. He's going to give you what he gives mm. you. Blake Braley had a great growth year this year. Nico Hines had a great growth year this year. I think if you had a full year of Will Kennedy or a full year of someone that can blossom into your, you know, your Scott Drinkwater, your Dylan Edwards, mm. whoever, just your link man, um, it it opens up a lot. Uh, for that yeah. offense. I do think they just need, yeah, they just need that one more piece. And whether it be someone like Nakora taking a step and being consistent, or as you said, someone at fullback, or maybe even in the six, Dykes can play six apparently. Mm. Uh, but we'll see. Matt Moylan's had a great year. It'd be tough to lose a spot, but you just kind of sometimes want that little bit more. Sometimes you got to fire Mark Jackson to get a Steve Kerr. Yeah, you know I think I mean? that's exactly it. Like, yeah, all the all the all the six out of ten games are great, but sometimes I'll cop a four if it gives us a fucking eight the next game. Exactly. You got a uh, you got Fitzgibbon challenging Todd Payton for rookie of the year, or you reckon Jason Demetrio comes in and swoops it? I think it hurts the top three. I right? think it hurts JD that um, that they were in the grand final last year. Yeah. I think that hurts. And they lost what? They lost Gagai and they lost Reynolds, who are two extremely important pieces. And the other first year halfback and Latrell Mitt missed a lot of time. Um, I think yeah, that probably Trill rules Mitt. him out. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, he, you got to the same spot. Yeah, you lost some players, but other players grew. So it's going to happen. I think Todd might get it. Yeah. I think well, Todd would I, be I the favorite. I, I just think Fitzgibbon's got so many mates in the media compared to Todd, unfortunately, for Toddy. I think it's just yeah. how he was, right? Like, he played on those. Stacked Roosters teams where you got Braith and Fletch and everyone still in the media. And um, he's one of those guys everyone loved. And we'll see. And Todd Payton was a bit bit of like a boat shaker when he started last year. Yeah, he was. So I don't know if that'll count again. It shouldn't. But, you know, Fitzgibbon's pretty quiet, does what he does. And he's very, they all suck off the defense first coach anyway. They do. They do. Because defense wins championships. 
No, apparently not for the Sharks. Well, apparently not for the Sharks, but yeah. Um, all right, well. Hey, guys. Sorry I couldn't be there for the Tuesday show. Um, you know, the, the Sherpa Union is looking after me real well. They're, they're holding out until I get paid in full with my Mars bars still to be delivered. So once that issue is sorted, I am sure I'll be back on the job. Um, but I just thought I'd share my thoughts in the meantime on the games on the weekend um, from afar. So uh, I was out at the Parramatta game. Great to see the boys get a good win. But I was out there at the stadium and the atmosphere was rocking. Absolutely amazing. Really great to see um, the ironic Raiders clap, which I well and truly, um, the Viking clap or whatever they call it. Um, Yeah, great to see that. I, I well and truly joined in on that one. That was good. Always good when there's an ironic celebration. But a really good game, at least from a... Parramatta fan perspective I don't think it was a great game overall actually because Parramatta just wiped the floor with them it was well and truly time for the Raiders fade game um, but um, one key takeaway I have from that game was that um, I'm a big supporter of the two referees system being scrapped unless it's actually Ashley Klein who is refereeing that game he was absolutely horrendous whenever he is on a game and whilst he still remains a referee within our competition I think we should bring back a second referee on the field just to check his decisions because he was shite um otherwise the game was really good as I said though um and 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 the referee and the decisions were just it went bad both ways. It wasn't well, you know. I'm not going to sit here and complain. We 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 had a few bad ones, and so did they. So it was just shocking. He needs to get the flick. Um, but what was really good to see was the standing ovation. So there's been a bit of controversy online actually about the Jake Arthur um, coming on for the Mitch Moses head knock and the ten and ten minutes that he had to go get his head checked for the concussion. Um, so just to be clear, what happened when, when for everyone that was at the ground would have seen, um, was when he got sent off by the uh, in, the neutral um, medical doctor to get his head checked. Um, there was a big boo from the crowd. That was not a boo at Jake Arthur coming on. It was a boo because. Um, there was no punishment and um, you know we were down our playmaker for 10 minutes but the Raiders didn't have any punishment for the blatant high tackle and so we were at a disadvantage Um, that was what the boo was for the decision not the not the player that was coming on I actually think Jake did a cracking job filling in for Mitch in the 10 minutes as he was out there. And what was really great was when he came off, he came off on the opposite side of the field and had to walk past all of the Eels fans. And um, he got a standing ovation from everyone as he walked past and it kept going even after the game was being played. So a lot of people were saying online that that clap was because he'd come off the field and because Mitch was back on, but it really wasn't. You could tell a lot of people were there standing up as he walked past them and clapping them. I thought he did a cracking job. So I guess on this one occasion, Brad has been vindicated. That is why you can't carry a specialist half on the bench. I don't know that that's going to work for us next week, but here we go. And, you know, I look forward to hopefully giving it to Matt next week when we knock over his Cowboys in, in Townsville. Um, as for the other game, Rabbitohs doing Rabbitohs things, um, rolling over the top of the Sharks. It was great to see. Um, I didn't watch too much of it because I was there too much, too busy talking shit with you boys. So um, what I did see, Rabbitohs looked really good um, and unlucky to the former Piss King, Sean, um, who is now the man formerly known as the Piss King and the man formerly with a team in the top eight. All right, lads. um, I will chat to you later on. Bye. I think that's kind of it for the, for the NRL. Let's just do a quick uh, prediction for the qualifying finals. You got, you obviously got Penrith. Yeah, I got Penrith. I think South, South are probably South and Parra are the worst nightmare for a Penrith fan. You know, the two I was worried about the start of the finals, I just was Parra would fuck off and someone would just knock them out. But, Yep, unlucky. Hoping you boys get that done this week. Um, we will. I think. I think if it's a para Penrith grand final, I would not sleep for like a week. 
I would be yeah. g would, up. It would be like the narratives that are around all the different grand finals, though, like the different um, – I mean, yeah, para, para South, you know, old rivals, it would be great to see them, you know, go at yeah. it uh, to a degree. However, it would be a bit anticlimactic. I mean, Penrith going back-to-back is is obviously the narrative that's, that's pushing. And, you know, the Cowboys having their Cinderella year getting there would be fantastic. Um, you know, you've got potentials of the Battle of the West – um, the only storyline that really isn't all that enticing is what South Cowboys. That would be. Yeah. A really I mean, I feel like South South Cowboys wouldn't be enticing. I think South Para has a lot. They have a lot of fans. They're very they're very like fan heavy clubs. Yeah, I think that would be a big time. But I don't know. I think I'm I'm confident in Cows Panthers, and maybe it'll change this week. Uh, maybe when we get to the pre review, I'll be saying something different. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, I think Parra will keep it close. Parra really impressed me against Canberra, and I think I think the cow the cows are lots of steps above the Raiders. Yeah, but I mean, it's one of those things with the Eels. We keep giving them challenges, and they keep hitting them. Yeah, and that's yeah. do they do? Well, this I mean, under- they didn't hit in North te- in uh, Northern Territory, so let's see they if they didn't. hit in North, they Cow- didn't. North Queensland. You know, we'll see. The Cowboys have had two weeks up there getting ready. I don't know when the Eels are flying up, but I'd, I'd already want to be up there if I was them. I would want to be up there. I'd want to be acclimatizing for sure. Yeah, for just sure. even getting up there and not so getting their nerves and getting out of the Sydney media might be good too. Yeah, yeah, it would be for sure. It would be for sure. Mm. All right, my guy. Well, let's get Hannah Montana up in this and let's get the best of both worlds. Um, an article came out from the on The Athletic by an author by the name of Rob Peterson. Uh, he did something similar last year with now the um, Hall of Fame uh, inauguration has happened. And, and, you know, shout out to Tim Hardaway and Manu Ginobili. Manu Ginobili, like arguably the best six man of all time. Um well, so shout out to Spain to after they won Eurobasket this year. Yeah, shout out to oh bro, Bo shout Cruz. Shout out to Bo Cruz. Beating beating France, beating Rudy Gobert and uh Evan Fournier. And do Rudy Go Rudy Gobert just fucking sucks, doesn't he, man? He does suck. He does suck. Like he just you surely, see everybody getting a hard on when yeah, he's hitting threes in practice. A, a sure, surely we can just stop this debate. Yes. Surely you can say he sucks, but he's a pretty good rim defender. Yeah. Like I, I don't understand what is wrong with that. Like there's Well, this ties in beautifully to our conversation. So we've got, uh, as I said, Rob Peterson, he put out his article of the All-NBA Almost Hall of Famers, so the active NBA players that are almost locks for the Hall of Fame. Um, So the different categories that he's made it up are the near locks, the ones in the mix, and those that you could see it happening. Now, of these guys, there's almost, you know, there's three plus in each position. So we thought we would draft our almost Hall of Famers team. Now, obviously, we can't take the same players. So, uh, so whoever gets first, you can't take the next player. Like you can't, can't take this. Can't double up any. Can't double up any. <laughs> can't double up any. So this could be a very quick draft because the leading be. point guard there is Luka Doncic. So, uh, and he also strange you put him off. as a point guard too. Well, he's a point guard, isn't he? Yeah, I guess I don't. I wouldn't say he's one of the one guys that doesn't have a position. I think. Well, yeah, but if you had to play position basketball, like he's the guy that brings the ball up, he's a, he would be a guard, wouldn't he? We're not going to fucking get into this again, are we? I don't know. We're not we gonna might. Get into this fucking guard. It's been, been like a year anniversary of it, maybe. Oh my god, we'll have to get some shirts made up, guards versus wings. Um, all right. Well, how are we going to decide? Who you gets can the, have him. Uh, you, fl- do, you, do you have a little coin flip on your phone? Little uh, coin flip thing. I do not. I do have a dice next to me randomly, so. Okay, do you want one, two, three, or four to six? I want four to six. I like big I'll take one to three. Okay. Well, right. keep the camera on this, you dog. I don't trust okay. you. <laughs> All right. I'll try and keep the camera on it. And here we go. Oh. Oh, geez. Okay, it changed when I rolled. When I... <laughs> this is riveting. Three. Oh, thank you. One to three, your boy. Landed on three. So you get the first pick. I will and I take... assume that you're taking Luka Doncic. I will take position TBD. Luka Doncic, easy. Okay. He is going to. I think he's going to have enough international success. He might need to only win one championship. Yeah, he's going to have a. He's going to have a, around him already. Is the next LeBron James? He's right? going to so. have a. He's going to have a couple of. He's going to have a couple of um, MVPs. I think he's going to have All NBA for the next probably 10, 15 years. He's going to be in every All Star game that we'll remember for a long time. He's, he's going to have international. He is, and he just. 
and his ga- his game is going to age really well. Like he, like we're saying, he's a point guard now. You could see him once all his all of his athleticism is gone. He can barely move. He could just be that point guard, bring it up, bring it up the court, or he could kind of be just a guy in the corner. Yeah, he could play for a long time. He could have another twenty year career if he looks after himself. But he's he's yeah, he's probably a lock. I don't think it's almost a lock. Yeah, I, I, guess, I guess you have to go lock is if they retired today, if they died today. Would they yeah, if they it? died today. Yeah. So some of the Which locks, I get. some of the locks were like Giannis, LeBron, Chris, Paul, yeah, yeah, Russell Westbrook, guys. like yeah. those kinds Durant, of guys are in yeah. the those guys are. This is, yeah. but not in, can't include those. I think the, this is a good a good bracket to start down from. Hundred percent. All right. Well, I'm going to take another one of the near locks, and I'm going to take Joel Embiid as my first pick. Starting center, mm. um, I just think that like he he may not have the international success, but I think he's always going to be one of those. He's a bit of a Kevin Garnett kind of kind of guy, right? He may only get one championship, he may get two, but he's always going to be in and around. You know, the defensive player of the year conversation He's going to be in and around the MVP conversation. He'll be featured on a butt ton of All NBA teams. He's just only just getting into his like dominance, right? He's got another 10, 12 years of dominating this league. I don't know about 12, but yeah, I think you could get another. Well, with the injuries and stuff like that, maybe not 12, but if he, you know, he could have eight very dominant years, six to eight very dominant years, and then like another four good years. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, Or he could be like Blake Griffin and just fall off a cliff. Uh, Also, I think he'll get some international success now that he can play for, um, play for France. Yeah, well, he didn't this go around, did he? I don't believe he, he couldn't. Did. He had to wait to get nationalized. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, All right. Well, he, he may get a little bit of success with that then. Yeah, this is tough. I don't know, man. I'm looking so, like, looking through this. Um, my first thing is, who's got a chip or the highest chance of getting one? Yep, that's my thing. So I'm like, that's probably going to go a long way in terms of getting you locked in. Yep. My second one is, who's had just such a long, consistent career that you couldn't argue it mm. and then i'm going maybe i'll go for a young guy and i just fucking hope for the best hope for the best bro there's a couple of sleepers i'm gonna leave i don't think you're gonna pick up so i'm gonna leave them mm. who are you gonna go who are you gonna go who are you gonna go probably should have told everybody who was on these lists but we will cover it at the end we'll cover who was missed out go and read the article that's what you should do. You should go and read the There's article. a guy, but he's too fucking volatile to choose. And I think you'll know who I am talking about. He's too volatile to choose. Who the fuck knows? So I'm going to just skip him. Jim Anthony? No? No? Come on. Surely you're going to take Jimmy. Uh, he was my next bet. I'm probably going to go Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry? Yeah. So where are you going to play Luca? Uh, for now, he's going to play the two. He's going to play the two. Oh, I don't mind that. I don't mind yeah. that. Kyle Lowry. So yeah. is Kyle Lowry, is he, for you, is he a lock for the Hall of Fame? I think he's a close. I, I really don't think there's many of these guys that are lock locks, but I think he's close. He had such a big reign in Toronto. And he if he didn't win that chip there, I know it was the Kawhi chip, but it is what it is. He was so instrumental yeah. to getting them to where they got to. Um so I'm gonna go him. He won the chip. He's he's six time NBA All Star. He's only been all NBA thirteen once. I don't know. I think he just might get enough name recognition. Yeah, he might. He's he's got that, you know, big board love. Yeah, and and who knows, he might still he looks he looks pretty washed at the moment, but it wouldn't surprise you if he ended up on I don't know, on Boston next year or something as like the third string guard and wins another one, right? Like, and then yeah. it's kind of, he's got two and he's been around. It's, you could kind of see that path there. That's why I'm going Kyle Lowry. Yeah, good, good shout. And good there's probably shout. worse players in there than Kyle Lowry. 100%. There are a couple yeah. worse players in here than Kyle Lowry. I mean, they put that whole like, power forward. Like, they put people in from like the 30s, bro. Like, it's Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if I agreed with the, uh, even the Tim Hardaway one, but. Yeah, if you, actually, that's a good shout. I would take Kyle Lowry over Tim Hardaway in yeah. an instant. Yeah, that's yeah, a great shout. In an instant. Uh, he's probably the baseline now, now that, you know, he's in and Mitch Richmond and guys like that. Like, Yeah, like Chris Weber and stuff as well, probably the baseline yeah, too. Probably the baseline. All right, with my second pick, uh, I'm going to take a young guy. And now I'm putting a lot into this man, but um, well, there's two young guys that I really want to take, but I think I'm only <laughs> going to get one of them. So I will take... Devin Booker. Uh, I think that Devin's going to be 
uh, a, a he's still got so many years ahead of him. Like he's and it feels like he's been in the league for forever. You know what I mean? So mm. he's going to be up there for scoring titles. He's going to be up there for most threes ever. He's going to be up there for you know most points and all that kind of stuff. He's going to average twenty five points per game for the next ten years, uh, especially playing alongside a, a point guard like Chris Paul. And then when he starts to slow down, uh, you know he might just be a sniper off the bench, or he'll transition to the point guard because we've seen the guy you know be able to pass in the past. Yeah, I think uh, I think. Those that's definitely a category. There's a few categories of guys here where it's like old and kind of close, and if they can put a few things together, it'll get it. They're teetering on the edge, or young guys that wouldn't get in if they died today, but probably have like you. You'll play the odds for them to get better than a Mitch Richmond or a Hardaway, right? Yeah, hundred percent. If they're not already, 100%. and I mean, and that's where I've gone. I've gone Jason Tatum for mine. Yeah. That was the other um, guy that I wanted. I tossed up. I tossed up. Yeah, I know. I was I was thinking about Paul George. Maybe he's one of the other small forwards we got on this list. Yep. Uh, Paul George, I think, is very close and, and will get in. Yeah, uh, I think he I'll, will too. I, I assume you'll probably take him sometime soon. Um, go Tatum. He's already got three NBA All-Stars. He's been on an All-NBA first and third. He's the inaugural. Eastern Conference Finals MVP. Thank you. How much uh, will that? How much weight do you think something like that will have? It'll take a while for it to do it. It'll take a while. It'll take for when the kids, like young kids, are like older. I think because we'll always look at it as like this is a Mickey Mouse shit. Like this isn't real. Yeah. But whereas kids who grew up with it, that shit is real. It's like the three point yeah. line. Yeah. People, are oh, like you did that with that three point line. I'm like, well, that was stupid. True. Why didn't you draw the line? True. Like, do you know true. what I mean? Why didn't you, Why didn't you just have the line or the shot clock? Like, why didn't you just do that? It's. It seems silly to us, but it's like that's how we're going to remember it. Without that, do you think when we're old and grey in twenty five years, will they both be included in the NBA top one hundred team? For sure, right? If they're hall, if we're thinking they're going to be what are we at seventy five? We're at seventy five. Need another twenty five players. They rarely backdate players. Really, rarely. Uh, they might backdate a couple because I think there were some blunders in this one. But yeah, I could definitely see them in the next 25 years because their 100%. careers will be done and they'll be peak kind of nostalgia, I think. Peak nostalgia. All right. You're right, my guy. I'm going to take Paul George. Yeah, that's a good That's my next pick. Uh, Paul George, like people forget PG. PG yeah. was the fucking man. Like he was he was LeBron's kryptonite before he, Kawhi. He was LeBron like, light. Yeah, he was LeBron light. And then, you know, his knee exploded into a million pieces and he's reinvented himself as just this. He was already like a wicked defender and just athletic as, you know, had a bit of a three ball. Then he did his knee and like most athletic wings, um, you know, turned into a, a sniper from downtown and and still a good defender. Um, and that's why you've got hope for someone like Clay Thompson who, you know, can still hopefully be a good defender. But, um, yeah, I'm going to take Paul George with this one, uh, rounding out my small four position. You know, he can play the two, play the three. He can play mm. a little bit everywhere. Where are you thinking for your uh, for your fourth pick? Well, obviously you got to go a big fella. You do have to go a big fella, and you've been talking a lot of shit about a certain big fella. <laughs> I'm not choosing him, I'll tell you that. You're not choosing him. Well, Why don't okay. choose him? He might end up. Ah, he's it. a defender, you know what I mean? Three-time uh, defensive player of the year. Yeah, he'll probably get in. He'll probably get in. He'll get in. But I don't want to choose him, so I'm not going to. Um, he'll get in. I think on the back, you make a very good point of that um, on that three-time defensive player of the year. I'm going to go a little bit off. Set. I'm going to go a little bit off off the board here, but yep. still on the board. I'm going to go K Love. K Love. I think that championship is massive. Yeah, for sure. He's won the championship. He's won the most improved. He's a five-time All Star, two-time All NBA second. He probably won't get that again. He led the league in rebounding. Um, he was he was the guy, man. He and I think his guy. Kevin. I think his. Uh, I think sorry, not his Kevin. I think his college his career Kevin. will come into it. Um, yeah, he's been on Team USA, and I think he's a guy where he's he's accepted his role so well on this young Cavs team. Those are the two things, though, right? Narrative, right? Yeah, so, narr- I think narrative, I think narrative for a- college or narrative internationally. Like, and I the think guys he's got that don't a narrative, get- and yeah. he's got the ring as well. Like some of these guys, like you could ask, like Al Horford was a guy I was thinking about maybe choosing instead, and I was like, mm. as it is right now, I would probably back Kevin. Like, Kevin Love, I'd probably back him over Al Horford. He was clearly the number one guy on his team. It wasn't a yep. great team, but he was clearly the number one guy. Yep. He reinvented himself. He won a chip. He was a massive part of those. He sacrificed, which I think a lot of a lot of NBA guys would appreciate. Yep. Like he's like like Chris Bosch gets way more love than Chris Bosch would probably get, right? 
Yeah, but I he's think, got the chips and he's you know, got, no, he you know, does, he, he does, back exactly. Seat. But I think the back and if the seat, health thing didn't happen, he would have had like yeah. another five and I years I think in the, the back league. Seat, the back seat thing is like, it's way easier to overrate guys. I think yeah, Kevin Love sure. might get that in the future. Man, he was a dog, but he stayed Cleveland. They gave him that contract. He said he was doing what he was doing. He sacrificed to win the chip, um, yeah. but he could have been anything. I think he'll get that boost. But I mean, yeah. the, the our, our flopping Frenchman definitely is probably going to get it first. I just can't do it. You can yeah. do it if you want. You can do it if you want. Nah, I don't have the, if I was if I was going for like the ultimate team, I would. You could I go would, for the, the Eiffel Tower. I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for a guy that's near and dear to my heart, and I don't even know if he gets in, but I'm gonna have to do it. Blake Griffin, he's gonna yeah. be my he's gonna be my yeah. powerful. I think BG he'll get the nostalgia. I get he'll get a nostalgia vote too. The no ship hurts. If his name's not Kobe Bryant or Chris Paul, uh, BG was the reason that I got into basketball. You know, like the the high flying dunks is the reason that I support the Clippers. Uh, when he was drafted out of Oklahoma, uh, obviously, you know, rookie of the year after his injury, um, the posters that just brought back what was, you know, nineties basketball of just dunking over fools and, and staring at them and stuff like that. The lob city clips, they got really close a lot of those times, but on alley oops and kissing the honeys doing, doing the Lord's work there. And his, yeah. And his off court work was fantastic as well. Um, he's the, he's, I think the first probably comfortable NBA athlete on camera. I mean, I remember his Kia ads and stuff like that, and his Jordan. Maybe not first, but definitely unbelievable. Definitely best of that generation. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, the old ones like MJ was good. um, Barkley, MJ was okay. MJ was pretty good. Maybe, maybe not in a movie, but in terms of like the ads and stuff he did, they were good. And yeah, the movies he was all right. Barkley was okay, but he was just he could have been a comedian in another life. My favorite clip is when he here when he was still on the Clippers. I think it was the Clippers. I don't think he, he would have done it with the Pistons, but they went down to Mexico and played Luca in Luca's first year. He was and he, that was there. like his first year in Detroit. Yeah, was that Detroit? Yeah, you know the clip I'm talking so. about. Yeah, it I seemed weird that it was about. Detroit because I assumed it would have been um, it would have been LA because they're down there. And then they get to the crowd and they go to like talk to the to the Spanish crowd. And yep. Luca started ripping out fluent Spanish, getting everyone hyped. And then uh, Blake gets the bike and he's just like. Uh, Hola. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like just perfect comedic timing as always for Big Blakey. It was it was the Pistons. It was, it was a Pistons. That's and it really was surprising. A Mavericks and Pistons game down in Mexico. Yeah. Mavericks must have taken that. Yeah, I would think that they would have. Um, but yeah, I mean Blake Griffin, just fucking fantastic. Holds a special place in my heart. All right, my guy, your last pick for your starting lineup. All right. Do you uh, think you know where I'm gonna go with this? Well, I think you're gonna go the guy that you said that you were gonna go. I think you're going to go, Mr. Al Horford. I think I think Kevin Love's going to have to hang and bang down with Joel there. Oh, Kevin Love's moving to the five. I had him in the four. All right, where are you going with this? Now, I've always said, oh my god, here we go. Fuck you're that. a bit like Stephen A. Smith, right? Your take sometimes could use some work. Your team is constantly breaking your heart. You're unable to grow hair on the top of your head. <laughs> and if you are the milky, translucent Stephen A. Smith, who does that make me? Well, that would make you probably Skip Bayless. It makes me Max Kellerman, my friend. Oh, sorry, Max Kellerman. And if aliens came down and who from the outside Max of the earth, Kellerman you want someone choose. hitting a three? Give me I want Dala. Igwa Dala. Put him yeah. in. There. I want Iggy. <laughs> I would have been really upset if we had got all that way and you didn't want Igwa Dala. <laughs> I didn't want him. I, wa- I wanted. I was going to pick him second over Carl Lowry. Where? Wow. And then I was like, he'll probably be there by the time I get there. But um, that's rip finals MVP Andre Igudala. I was going to say that's it. Four-time NBA champ, finals MVP. NBA All-Star, All-Defensive First Team, All-Defensive Second Team, All-Defensive Rookie Team. He should have probably been one of the first two guys picked, if I'm being honest, just well, on accolades. In in Rob's article, he's got Iguodala as a could see it happening. I reckon he's a near lock I reckon based on accolades. A lock. I reckon if he died today, he would end up in the Hall of Fame. Well, if he died today, it would be it might be a pity Hall of Fame. But yeah, but I mean that's still part of it. If he it's still part of the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll take it, I'll take what I get. But I still think he'd end up in the Hall of Fame. I think he ends up in the Hall of Fame if he retired today. Yeah, because um, because I, I mean again, you look at those baselines and you've got like he's better than Chris Webber. Like he's led a better career than and Chris Webber. And I think he's he's a guy that it's like wow, he was on four championship teams, and and then he gets also the before he came to Golden State, he was the man in Philly. 
Yeah, he's had he two was careers. the man in Philly. Like, yeah. he was the man, and and him, lots Wood, of media seems to like Ooh. him. Yeah, I think you'll get. I think you'll get him for sure. The him being ranked that low is crazy. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. I think I know who you're going to pick next by the shuffling of the teams. Oh, you do? I think so. Well, for the astute listener that has paid attention to the socials, we put up a post yesterday about the man that I'm going to pick. He's the only man to win a championship for the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers. He's had a few spats in different teams. Uh, He is... Just an all-around, like three-time assist leader, one-time steal leader. I'm pretty sure he's made All-NBA team four times. Um, I'm going to take Rajan Rondo. Oh, not who I thought. Guard. Yeah, Rajan Rondo is going to be my point guard. And I think I think he's another guy that's probably a lock. Um, I don't mm. think he's a could see it happening. Um, granted, you know, he's he's not great with the media and, you know, he hasn't, yeah, he's got no, he's gotten a few coaches fired and stuff like that. But I think if your baseline is, is Tim Hardaway Jr. Oh, sorry, Tim Hardaway, Tim Hardaway Jr. is not making the Hall of Fame. If Tim Hardaway is your baseline or Chris Webber or like Mitch Richmond, I think that, and I, and I hate to say this because there's no, I don't think there should be any such thing as a weak year, but if there's a weak year of, of Hall of Fame people, he might scrape in a bit like Ben Wallace. I mean, Ben Wallace accolades, he deserves to be in there. Uh, don't get me wrong. But I think uh, I think Rondo might get in a bit of a weaker year. And, um, yeah, I just think I think he's close to a lock. He's close to uh, a lock. I don't, I, yeah, see, I have him on the, on the softer end. I don't think he'll get in. Who did you think I was going to go, my guy? I thought you were going to go Kyrie, which would have surprised me. So for those that playing at home, the players that are left on this board, at point guard, there's only one player left, Kyrie Irving. At shooting guard, there's three. Jimmy Butler, DeMar DeRozan, and Bradley Beal. All the small forwards were taken. Two power forwards are left, LaMarcus Aldridge and Al Horford. The center was, of course, Rudy Gobert. Now, can I just say quickly before we move on, if I said to you which one of these players is French, Rudy Gobert or LaMarcus Aldridge, who would you guess? Oh, LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah, LaMarcus Aldridge. For sure. But anyway, just moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, and I mean, that's... That's a pretty good, decent team in, in itself. I was just thinking went, that. If you, if went, you went Kyrie, Jimmy, DeMar, LaMarcus, and Rudy, like that would, that and then would go you got, against our guys. I would go Al Horford over LaMarcus. Well, yeah, even Al Horford over LaMarcus. Yeah, and then but, I mean, you got like LaMarcus, LaMarcus gets and- a little bit of a nod because he's, you know, top 50 in scoring. He's yeah. had, you know, the All-NBAs, the, the All-Star appearances. Um, you know, you got other guys on this list that you could probably, like, would you think that Melo is a lock tomorrow? He doesn't have the yeah. accolades, but he's probably I got the narrative. I think he's got he's got the narr- he's a narrative guy. I think Lamarcus is a narrative guy. I think Rudy's a um, accolade guy. Jimmy's a narrative guy. I mean, the the thing that Kyrie's definitely not getting in, right? Like, there's no way. I don't, Kyrie I don't gets think in. that Kyrie gets in either. I don't think he gets in. I, I almost picked him because I was like, he's he's got the ring, he's got the respect of like a lot of players, but I think he just don't, doesn't get in, right? Like, I think everything you said about. Kyle Lowry, you could say the same about DeMar DeRozan. Even though he doesn't have the ring, yeah, I think to me, the to me the ring was the one that split up with those two. Yeah, it was it was the ring. When it comes down to it, it's well they split up and one of them won a ring and the other didn't. And it's like it's shit because they he didn't choose to get traded to where Kawhi Leonard left. Yeah, but I mean it just is what it is, right? Mm. DeMar still got time. Anything's possible. Maybe anything Chicago, is, but, but I don't possible. think so. I think we probably pick the guys. I mean, Rudy Gobert probably is like people are just like, oh my god, I can fucking hate Rudy so much. I just, I'm just the stuff I saw today with France. He scored six points and had six rebounds. Like, come on, man. And then you got Giannis getting thrown out of games, putting sixty pieces up. Like, just come do on. something, man. Like, just do something. He got outplayed by Bo Cruz. Like, I get the defensive stuff, right? I get that he's not supposed to be an offensive wizard. But sometimes he doesn't even look good defensively. Yeah, show me someone on the defensive end as well, bro. Yeah, I don't know. Mm, I don't know either. All right, well, there'll be a graphic up today at some point with our teams featured. Uh, I've got top to bottom. Come roast me for having Kevin Love at center. <laughs> I've got top to bottom. Rajan Rondo, Devin Booker, Paul George, Blake Griffin, and Joel Embiid. And my friend, who do you have top to bottom? I have Kyle Lowry, the thickness. I got a pretty thick team. Carl Lowry, Luka Doncic, and I got if I get fat, Kevin Love, and then my (laughs) forwards are Andre Iguodala and Jason Tatum. Yeah, lovely. Oh, we love to see that. And that's a wrap for us, guys. That's uh, as I said, it was going to be a quick one this Tuesday. Um, Thanks for those for tuning in. uh, Those that are only here for the NRL. I mean, that last twenty minutes meant nothing to you. So we appreciate you if you stuck around, though. Yeah. 
join us again on the next one. It will be all NRL probably. It will be all NRL. We are going to start to tease into a little bit of the NBA. I think the same will happen next week. We'll play a little bit more NBA stuff. Yeah. Tease some stuff up with the Daily Dribble. As we said, praise be onto the cover. Huge things coming. Praise be to the doc guy, the socials guy, and the Sherpa who we miss when he's not with us. Praise be to you, Locke. Praise be to me. Amen. Amen. And we will catch you in the pre-review. Go the cows.